This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, February 22, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. The foreign policy of Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump rests somewhat on the idea that they recognize the folly of the Iraq War. Chris Preble, Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, discusses the candidate's record on important foreign policy questions. Both Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders uh, highlight the fact that they think the Iraq War was a bad idea. Bernie Sanders has uh, taken Hillary Clinton to task repeatedly on this in debates and elsewhere, talking about judgment matters, uh, even if experience matters, judgment matters. They had all these briefings, the same briefings that Hillary Clinton received, Bernie Sanders received, and he voted no on the Iraq War and she voted yes. Uh, Donald Trump separates himself from uh, many in the Republican field by saying uh, the Iraq War was stupid, right? Uh, to use his term. So, right. so what's wrong? What's wrong with that? Well, don't they seem they sound like Chris Preble? <laughs> uh, in this one area, they do to a point, but I think it's I think it is important to to differentiate. First of all, in the case of Bernie Sanders, he was serving in the House at the time of the Iraq War resolution, and it's true he. He, like many Democrats, voted against the war, but many Democrats voted for the authorization to use force against Iraq. So um, I think he has a line of argument that is similar, although not the same as Barack Obama's, because Barack Obama wasn't actually in Congress. He didn't have to vote yes or no. He made a speech about the war uh, beforehand. Um, I think it can be overplayed. I mean, I think the Iraq war was a horrible mistake. And I think people who recognized in 2002 that the war was likely to be a horrible mistake um, do deserve some credit for their good judgment. Tragically, they were correct. Um, But I do think there is a difference between a Democrat opposing a war by a Republican president. And meanwhile, Bernie Sanders did support the use of force uh, in the late 1990s. Uh, Other instances that I would not have supported it uh, when the president was a Democrat, Bill Clinton. So I think Bernie Sanders' opposition to the Iraq war is, especially as a, as a club with which to beat Hillary Clinton, is, is predictable and, and consistent with the pattern that we've seen going back to the 2007-2008 campaign. With respect to Donald Trump, um, first of all, Donald Trump did not, in fact, as best we can tell, speak out publicly against the Iraq War before the Iraq War began. Uh, Jim Fallows, who I think should know better than most, uh, went back and did the research on this and concluded that that all of Donald Trump's complaints about the Iraq War were after the war had already started and, in fact, after it had already started to go south. He is expressing today uh, a sentiment that I think many Americans feel, which even those who supported the war, many now think the war was about idea. It did not serve American interest. It undermined American security. It was too costly, and et cetera. Um, so I don't think that he deserves as much credit, perhaps, or, or certainly no more credit than Bernie Sanders for opposing the war after the fact. Had he come out, as some people did, Brent Scowcroft famously, among others, come out against the war before the war, then I think he would have a stronger case to make. As it is, he is consistent with mainstream public opinion, which is the Iraq war was stupid. Um, so by themselves, the fact that neither Bernie Sanders nor Donald Trump think the Iraq war was a good idea, um, while they agree with me, uh, uh, that does not by itself mean that their foreign policy views uh, align generally with my own. All right. So what could the public be forgiven from concluding 
based upon these public pronouncements that Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump have made on the Iraq war and other foreign policy uh, activities? Well, I think that foreign policy is, is about more than just what you do or don't do, and especially the wars that you do or do not fight. Uh, so again, Iraq being the most important war that we did fight in the 2000 period, it's part of our foreign policy. But of course, uh, I'm as interested in the foreign policy that we're for, not merely the foreign policy that we're against. Uh, and the one area of agreement, strangely enough, between Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders is a deep skepticism of free trade and foreign trade, uh, especially uh, trade deals that they see as unfairly uh, uh, are, are working to the disadvantage of American workers and whatnot. Um, and I think that there is a, a long tradition uh, of libertarian foreign policy that believes in free trade, both as a fundamental human right, but also on empirical grounds. As a, it, it's a consequentialist argument, free trade is, is generally beneficial for, uh, for the global economy. In the aggregate, it produces more, uh, more stuff at less uh, cost. And, and but that, most people don't view foreign, foreign policy as being something that trade rightly fits within, necessarily. Right, which is why it's important for myself and my colleagues to talk about it as often as we do. And of course, we have our, our colleagues in the Trade Department who do so as well. So the point I want to make is that uh, because Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders have aligned themselves with it, with an admittedly and unfortunately, I think, uh, deeply protectionist strand in, American, uh, in the American electorate, uh, they have revealed that they really do not agree with uh, a foreign policy of engagement active engagement globally uh, in a way that I think most libertarians, uh, the kind of foreign policy that I think most libertarians embrace. We've spoken before about the similarities between Marco Rubio and Hillary Clinton when it comes to foreign policy and the types of people that they look to for counsel and advice and writings. Uh, so are there any conclusions that we can draw uh, about Trump and uh, Bernie Sanders based upon who they're listening to and who's advising them? The only conclusion that we can draw is that their circle of foreign policy advisors is very, very small or perhaps um, smaller than small, which is to say uh, Donald Trump gets most of his foreign policy information from uh, watching the news and reading the news. Uh, and as best we can tell, the number of people that Bernie Sanders has called upon for foreign policy advice is, is a very, very small number of people. Um, even for a member of Congress, he has not seemed to have a great interest in foreign policy, and so no, no great desire or need on his part to have a large foreign policy advisory staff. Trump has said repeatedly that he will um, reveal his list of foreign policy advisors. Uh, he has not done so yet. Uh, and I think there's a fair amount of speculation, I think pretty informed speculation, that very few um, uh, avowed foreign policy kind of people, professionals, uh, would want to be uh, seen as uh, aligned with someone who, in addition to his opposition to free trade, has also taken some uh, just uh, horribly xenophobic and racist statements over the course of his campaign. Uh, and I think many people, uh, again, I think understandably, would be embarrassed uh, to be seen as advising him or his candidacy. Chris Preble is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.